Hello everyone, my name is Rick, he's Jack, and welcome to the Pop Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to the Pop Podcast. My name is Rick. My name is Jack, and I'm very sleepy. <laughs> and uh, next to us is, of course, Leo. Hi Liam, how are you doing? Yes. Glad to hear it. How is Turkey? Yes. That's fantastic. Are you a massive dog jockey? Yes. Of course, we agreed as well. I fucking knew it. Yeah, we knew it. Um, well, thank you for that in-depth conversation, Liam. We really appreciate that. Um, but today it is time for an interview, I think, seeing as he is not here to... Fre- we don't do FaceTime very well, do we, with Liam? So we much prefer to do this in person. So today we have brought with us Cody the Official! Hello. Cody's here. Don't sound too excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks for having me. No, I'm glad to have you, mate. Um, no, it's look, actually got someone who people respect. Bloody hell, that other, uh, that, the guy who did the referee before you, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, how are you doing, mate? I'm good, I'm good. I'm coping with all these restrictions and stuff, but we're coming out of it now, so it's all good. Oh, fantastic. Well, we, we do like to, for people to get to know us a little bit, we like to share stories. So, Mr. Cody, sir, have you got anything you'd like to uh, share with the group? Yes. Yeah, um, this one time, I had a show in London. It was outside of London from where I live, so we had to drive all the way through, and it was a bit of a awful journey, but there was one moment that really cheered up the whole car. Okay. We drove past this little playing field. You know, you got your football pitches, your rugby pitches. You had, even had a cricket strip and stuff. But yeah. the one that really caught our eye was three hoops right. set out in a triangle. Okay. And some people decided to run around on broomsticks. <laughs> eh? They had a Quidditch field. Yeah, they were playing Quidditch. <laughs> oh, fuck it out. So I believe it was a completely licensed Quidditch game. Oh, my God. I was just a bit upset that I didn't see Daniel Radcliffe flying around. Wait, like, were they running around with like broomsticks between their legs? Yeah, broomsticks between their legs. <laughs> oh, they had <laughs> like scrum caps on for protection. Oh my oh, god! Actually, had the headgear and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was quite an experience. You know. yeah. I'm guessing this is West London. There's no <laughs> way. That... <laughs> it, it was. There it was... you go. I told you. There's no way it's someone in East London will do it. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> It was a fun wow. experience. Oh, bloody hell, I love that. And it just so happens we hit a red light and we're parked next to it for a couple of minutes and <laughs> yeah. just had a lovely little laugh. God almighty. Well, I, I, I can't top that with anything else. So I think... <laughs> I've got nothing. No. <laughs> Please tell me, like, I, as like a green, you drove off, one of you leaned out the window, window Hufflepuff sucks! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of us had the ability to speak after seeing that, to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> oh, you those bits where you realise I'm not from, I'm not at home at all, am yeah. I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was one of those moments. Oh, God's sake. 
Well, um... Oh, bloody hell, that's, that's me and Jack gone, yeah. I, have, I have to say, as road stories go, not what I expected at all. No, <laughs> that's done me in completely. I love that. Um, right, I think what we'll do, we'll go to a quick ad break. And so what we'll do when we come back, we will be talking to Cody, the official. How do we feel about that? We good? Happy for an ad break? Anyone? Yeah. I'm on my own. <laughs> Crap, I'm on my own. What the hell's going on? Help, I'm in a box. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm back in my sanity place. Um, happy place now. Off to an ad break. Do you want to smell official? Do you want to smell like authority? Do you want to smell sexy? Do you want to smell uh, adjudicator? Bowtie, the fragrance for men from Cody the Ref. Cody the Ref, everybody! And we're back. I've, I've taken the sanity pills, so I'm a little bit more with us now. So apologies, guys, for going a bit mental before the ad break. I mean, thank you for acknowledging and going mad. Yeah, I... Some people don't. No, yeah, I'm good like that. See, this is why everyone loves me. Um, anyway, yes, moving on further from that, we have Cody the official here. Cody the Rebel, everybody! Woo! That's actually his full name. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cody the yeah. Everybody, that's why. Um, woo. So, Cody is the official. How are you doing, sir? Doing, doing good. Doing good. Well, we did have some questions to. Uh, ask you whilst you, we've got you on the phone. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. One thing I wanted to ask, because I didn't leave out I was present when it happened, but how how did you start your referee training at SOS? So, it all started what, three and a half years ago? And I saw on Facebook that they're looking for a new ref to start training and stuff. And one of my close friends from growing up was already involved in the school and stuff, and they're already training to be a wrestler and things like that. Mm. So I decided, you know, like I'll go down, give it a go, and came in and just loved it from day one. Really, like taught by an amazing trainer, Rick the Ref. You know, amazing mm. trainer. Who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and nice. From that day on, it was just like. It sort of became natural that that was something I was. You yeah, get what I mean. Yeah, makes sense. Um, what I then wanted to ask you was when it comes to your career. You said you've been about three and a half years, nearly four now since you yeah. very first started. What has been the memory, the go-to memory for you? Your favourite memory, as it were, when it comes to your career. Oh, that's a hard one. I've got. I'll say I have three main memories, really. Go on, then. Yeah. Them off. We'll have them off. The first one started only a couple of months after I started training, to be fair. It was when I was told I was able to ref on my first ever show. And it was, funnily enough, it was at my old primary school. We did a primary school show at their school fate, and that was my first opportunity. And I just thought that was a really nice touch, that like where I began my life, basically became where I started my career. Yeah. 
that's that's always going to be a memory that sits around in my head and never disappears really mm-hmm. i guess then the second one really comes only a couple more months after that and it was in ips for a company that I don't really talk about anymore <laughs> but it was where i made my professional debut it was the january of 2017 if i remember rightly in the uh in a tournament style event mm-hmm. and i turned up at the event and was told that i was refereeing the fatal four-way main event for the title oh and yes fantastic. i remember that yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that day was just i was just a nervous wreck as you may remember you weren't but... the only one dude trust me <laughs> i was absolutely bricking it to be honest but enjoyed myself mm. everyone enjoyed themselves fans seemed to love it so i was quite happy with how that went mm. and then i guess the third big memory was it's not really one memory it's multiple just the caliber of names i've been able to meet and work with inside the ring and things like that yeah like for example i worked with bram in a uh, monsters ball match yeah the likes of angelico in AEW currently mm-hmm. that formerly known simon gotch yeah mm-hmm. yeah just the caliber of names i've managed to work with in such a short space of time I feel like that's one thing that I'll never forget like at such a young age getting to compete and be in the ring with that sort of people yeah well how if you don't mind my asking how old are you now I'm 18 19 in so, November so anyone who's listening this one who's been doing this for nearly four years and he's 18, he'd be 19 soon. So even at this young age, you can only imagine what the future's going to hold. Knee surgery. Yes. <laughs> I do Lots feel that maybe on the cars. <laughs> oh dear. Me and uh, you both, mother. <laughs> so, <laughs> moving on from there, Cody, because despite the fact you've, you've only had one actual match. Yes, um, yes. Um, refereed by that scoundrel Gene Rick against Kit Kat. Um, it, like, despite that, you have had more ring time than anyone in SOS put together. So, I wanted to ask, in your opinion, what makes a good match? Oh, that's a hard one. It sort of what you're looking for really. If you're looking for pure entertainment or like pure technical ability. Really depends, but I'd say like crowd interaction is the key thing for me. If the crowd aren't into it, then your match isn't great. Like the crowd has to be fully engaged and be loving it, and always have a reason to be making some noise. There should never be a dead moment. Yeah, mm. and I just feel like interaction, even if it is as simple as looking at them and making eye contact, like it just makes it feel more immersive and. Like it gives them a reason to support someone or hate yeah. someone. Yeah. But also, I think you need to have that big climax moment. Yeah. Like I find matches that end with a simple roll up and things like that, mm. they're always a little anticlimactic. Yeah. You never have that big finish payoff type thing. And I feel that's needed because that's the real like edge of the seat moment for the crowd. I, I can't agree more. No. Um, 
Well, my final question for you, Mr. The Official. Um, you, like I said, you're four years in. You're only 18 years old. What does, what does the future hold for you? At least your goals in the next year or so. Um, I think my goal in the next year or so is to just be able to get out to as many shows as possible. Obviously, where I am so young, I've I've done all this. I've, most of my career has been while I've been in school and college and things like that. So time's been quite short sometimes. So I haven't been able to get out to London to watch some shows and be involved in shows. Yeah. So for me, in the next year, really, it's more about just getting out there, getting my name out there, getting it out to promoters and other people who can recommend me or want to use me or whatever. Like in the next five years, I'm hoping that I've made that next step. Yeah. What, whatever that step is, it's not clear what that will be yet. But whether that's a step up onto one of the biggest indie shows in the country or a step up to a contracted company, but yeah. I think it's just uh, of a wait and see. Yeah, unfortunately, it depends who you know. It's a lot about who you know. And I feel so it's just getting my name out there in the next year. Yeah. Well, I'm I can't help but root for you having listening to this and what you've done so far. I really do believe that this is um hopefully people will be looking back on an episode like this and going, Oh bloody hell, do you remember when? Yeah. Yeah. So no, I'm I'm chuffed for you and I'm really really rooting for you. Lovely, thank you very much. And uh, while we have you here, um, like, like that's the last question we always ask, what's next? We always like to ask as well, what's your social media? If you have anything to plug, plug away, son. Uh, pretty much Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. Just search Cody the Official, one word, and it should come up. I believe that's how I've always accessed it. That's how my friends and family have always accessed it. But I'll make sure I send them over to you to the guys around the podcast so they can put it in descriptions or something we will do thank you very much thank right. you so we're going to pause for an ad break as we um, move on to our new segment and we will be back with um, Cody Normal Cody Normal everybody here at the pop podcast we're trying to be a bit more mm, professional I think So we've hired a field reporter to give us updates from events around the world as they play out. So we go live now to our man in the field outside of Westminster. Please welcome Poundum. Poundum, how are things going at the political conference there today? Thank you very much, Poundum. We will see you next time. And we're back. And we're back. We're here with Cody Normal. Hello. Cody <laughs> Normal. Okay, it's done. Moving on. Are we, are we beating a dead horse with this one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> but no, um, no, thank you for this, Cody. I've much enjoyed, uh, been looking forward to having you on. I'm very pleased to have you. Yeah, so thank you. It does, me. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. So it does time to start your interview. So I wanted to ask you, what got you into wrestling full stop? What was the first bit of exposure for you? Oh, that's going to be... It's going to be a bit of a weird one. Like, 
normally your guests probably say that they've watched it from when they were young and things like that. Yeah. But my first real experience was when I was, I think it was my eighth birthday. My mum paid for tickets for me and a friend to go to a show local to me in Clacton. Okay. And I can't remember for the life of me what the company was. I don't think they're around anymore. But I went and it was just the atmosphere really that got me into it. So obviously as a young child, you get home and you go on your YouTube and find what, just try and find more of what you've just seen. And yeah, then obviously WWE popped up the big company, you know, and then it was just the, the, like how big their production was and how, how much work goes into their characters and things like that, that okay. just made me love it. And then I fell out of it a little bit between the ages of like 10 and 13. Okay. Cause I had, I was playing football quite regularly at quite a high level. Yeah. So my focus sort of switched. It wasn't on entertaining myself. It was more on focusing on football and school and things like that. Yeah. And then the next real engagement with wrestling was in my hometown of Harridge. And it was a show for a company that doesn't exist anymore. It definitely doesn't exist anymore. No. That's happened a lot. (laughs) And it was just a... It was just another like kick up the bum to get back into watching it, something I enjoyed watching, like get back to enjoying myself a little bit. Yeah. And then, so that was at the age of like 13, 14. And then from then on, it hasn't really, I've always, I don't watch WWE live as such. I tend to jump on YouTube the next day, watch the highlights or Mm. go on the network and really watch pay-per-views and things like that. Yeah, but that's really how I got into it. It wasn't anything special. It was just a chance that my mum took took a chance on tickets, took me to a show, watched it, loved it, and, and here we are. And uh, I think we, we can thank your mum for um, you being around then. And mm. yeah, definitely. Well, well, I mean, what we'll have to anyway, just just biologically speaking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when we asked. Cody the ref, uh, what his favourite memory was. I wanted to ask uh, what your favourite memory was, if you, have, if you have anything in particular like like a, a big standout moment for you personally. Um, I think it would be the time I had an actual match. It was, it was something I never thought I'd do. Yeah. Cause was I, this the match when you had with Kit Kat? Yeah, versus Kit Kat, yeah. July last year, I believe. Yeah, just um, August. Yeah, July or August, yeah. And I know that quite well because I was the special guest referee for that match. Yes, um, yes you were. And I, 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 I have to say personally, you really impressed me that night. And I'm not just saying that as a, oh, well done, you favour in your cap. But like the fact you, you went into that match with an, with an open mind, you were happy to do anything. But it's the fact that you had tights made. Yeah, and, yeah. And, they, and they had your signature bow tie on the back. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, this kid's a fucking genius, honestly. I just, it's good. Like, if I'm doing it, I've got to do it properly. I can't half ass the gear. It's got to be, it's got to be done properly. Mm. You know. <laughs> and uh, also, like, something that annoyed me in the match was because everyone was hyping up that, like, you had to do a finishing move. And you ended up on the crossroads being named Cody. It only seemed appropriate. But yeah. I was the only person in the, 
fucking building who didn't see it because there was a ref bump and I was down. I couldn't see it. Funny enough, I, <laughs> I haven't really so watched annoyed. it back. I haven't really watched like I've only watched the match a couple of times since and I, I hope it looked good. I haven't really analysed it that you. much. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you either because I was um, definitely away from that promotion for, at that point. So I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> but I heard it was good. From yeah, what I heard. It was just one of those moments I never thought I'd have. Like 11 years of playing football previous really like messed my knees up and stuff. So I never thought I'd really get a chance to have a proper match. But... Cody... Cody Normal has disappeared. Oh, Cody Normal's back. <laughs> the oh, wonders of modern technology, folks. You're back, sir. Yeah, See, I just never, never thought I'd have the opportunity. Up. Yeah. Well, you obviously did well with it, because I remember talking to you beforehand and how excited you were going to be for it. Yeah. And it obviously worked out well. Yeah, yeah. Ended up winning match of the year for SOS. So. Yeah. And, and, and do, you know, do you know what as well? Like, something else I want to add was because originally... If if we may go a bit behind the curtain here, Kit Kat was supposed to win the match. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, um, by some foul play or like like me getting like blinded or something, counting the wrong pin, something like that. But as Cody was making his entrance, the crowd were going so ballistically nuts. I, <laughs> I've never heard anything so loud in Kingsway Hall. Like uh, I, I'm I'm checking equipment, quote unquote, on Kit Kat. Benson comes up to us and goes, oh, "We're changing the finish. Cody, Cody's winning this one." And we're like. Shit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay well, uh, I, like Kit, Kit and like Kit Kat, I, I love that. And like he, he just looks at me and goes, "Don't worry, I know, I know what we can do." Play along. I was like, "All right, cool." <laughs> and then like the rest is history. So like like that like that night is a very positive memory for for me and everyone involved. With when, yeah. when did you get that message then? The same time, I think. <laughs> Funnily enough, I got that message as the finish was happening. Really. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was one of those. It was one of those we. Hadn't really had. We planned the match, and I, I had a rough idea of it in my head, and then I had to ref the whole show up until that point. Mm. Went backstage, and then Kit Kat made his entrance, so I didn't really get a chance to talk to him beforehand. So I, I came out and, give him credit, he spoke me through the whole match. We, we made it work and things like that. I don't think we messed up really. Not that I saw. It was noticeable. <laughs> and it got to the finish, and I was sat on the top rope, ready for what the original finish was of a fisherman superplex. I was waiting for it, and he just came up, grabbed me, and went, fight me off, hit me with a crossbody. So I was like, what? What's going on? Oh, that was such <laughs> a cool moment. <laughs> and then I just thought, well, all right then. <laughs> Jumped. I thought he was going to change it slightly and hit me with some, something else, like, he didn't want to hit the fisherman or something. I thought he tweaked his back, like lower back or something, and didn't want to hit it. But yeah, then he just didn't kick out. So I was like, "Oh, I guess I win." <laughs> Lovely. <Yeah. laughs> so yeah, I didn't really, I didn't know there was a change of finish. I, I still thought he was over. <laughs> I love that until the very last second. So, oh, that's amazing. Uh, well, we've asked Cody the official a similar question, but now I wanted to ask you. What makes a good referee, other than having a bow tie, obviously? Mm. What makes good? Oh, that's a that's a really hard one to be honest. And b- uh, before you think of an answer, because I mean, again, I, I want to say you are a fantastic referee because I have seen, I have seen shows and I've been on shows where the ref has 
no clue what to do. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not talking about you, Rick. Calm down. <laughs> um, uh, you sure? He was like a, a ref who doesn't know, like, like so, so much I've seen, the ref doesn't know the finish. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know, legit, one time he, a referee didn't know how to check for a submission. Oh no! Yeah, it's like like he he couldn't see the person was tapping out and was still asking, "Do you quit? Do you quit?" So, oh. <laughs> so yeah, no, it, it is a pet peeve of mine, and it's something where I when I was talking to you when you first started, it's just it's better when you don't know a lot of the match because you can treat it as if it's the real thing. You can yeah, be in yeah. a kayfabe mode as it were until the bit when you know you're needed for something different, and yeah, and to just. Treat it as professional as you can. You're a bit, you're legit, as if you're legit there trying to work out who's going to win. Yeah, yeah. You see them and they just they look awful. They're all over the place. Not even watching half the time. And it's just, they, they, or, or they are, they're just watching it as if they're in the audience. Like, wake up! Oh yeah, right. I'm in the count. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, sorry, Cody. We've just taken over you there. Yeah, what, what makes a good referee? Um, I think some. I think. Smaller guys do tend to do better as a referee. Yeah. Like personally, just because it means it's easier for them to stay out the way. Like, because I speak to a lot of wrestlers after and ask them, like, what they thought, whether there's anything I should change in future and things. And the one thing that I always hear back is your position is brilliant. You're there when you need to be, but if you're not needed, you're completely out the way, but still close enough to check on us and make sure we're all right. Yeah. And I think positioning's key, uh, tone of voice is key, because you don't want to be turning someone off like you're talking to your cat at home, do you? Like, no. You want to be authoritative and stuff. And then volume, really. If I had to pick three things, really, it'd be positioning, volume, and tone of voice. Okay. Make a good referee. Brilliant. All right. Well, um, one last question for you, Cody. What comes next for you? Like what like what are your goals and aspirations? Um I think the main goal's gotta be getting a professional contract. I think that's the main goal for anyone in this business really. Like it's what you wanna do, you want that to be your main job. So it's like getting that professional contract written up and signed is I think the goal for most people. And um, but I think for the next year it's getting get myself out there so that people know who I am and settling into my own current job of and place of work and stuff, get myself sorted there after just leaving college. Yeah. And then it's just getting out shows then really and developing myself, progressing, improving my ability, speaking to people, getting feedback and things like that. Just anything that can make me better at the job I do really is for the next year. Then after that, I think it's then just push on as hard as I can and really like pursue this career. I think that's you can't top that answer. No, not really. No. I, mean, I mean, like, like if 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 any show doesn't have you on it, then more for them. Quite frankly, again, I mean, Jesus, you're only eighteen, and in my opinion, you've got such a bright future in this business, man. For real. No, oh, thank you. It means a lot. Uh, and no, we really can't. Put you over enough 
Um, so what we are going to do is we're going to quickly put ourselves over now we've done you. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to the Pop Podcast. If you want to email us, we are poppositive at outlook.com. I promise I will check that email at some point. On Twitter and Instagram, we are pop positive without the E. Pop positive. Yep. And because that was taken for some reason. And Facebook, just look for the positive side of professional wrestling and you'll find us. Mr. Biggs, what is your socials? Or what are your socials? Uh, God, that's a good question. I forget half the time. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com forward slash Gene Rick is generic or generic is Gene Rick. I can't keep track. And uh, Twitter and Instagram is at generic is Jack. And Cody, could you just redo yours? On any social media platform, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook, just search Cody the Official and it should appear. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Thank you all for listening. We will be back next week. And yes, we do not like Liam. Fuck that guy. See you later. Bye.